So I have an important question for you. Oh my God. Do I need to be scared? How important is the question? How are you? I'm going to find a bridge. <laughs> Listen, I thought that this was going to be a special moment. And like, this is a special moment. I want you to tell me how you are. I'm great. I got to visit with my mama. That's big. This weekend. That's a good thing. A lot. Your, your, uh, your, uh, mother witch. My mother witch. 100% witch. Such a witch. Oh. And, um, that was very good. It was restorative to my soul. And uh, posted a lot on Instagram because, like, Dad, the art director, came out in him. And he was just... <laughs> so cute. He was just staging his, his pictures. And it was it was very sweet. It was a good, good time. So I feel very connected. I do, too. I found the coolest little witch store out in Winsboro, Texas. Which, if you know anything about East Texas, there's not much of that around. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to go... Uh poke around out there that sounds like a it's a love it's lovely to just walk around their little square it's so good anyway how are you i'm swell you brought me a whole bag of goodies yes i'm so thrilled about it i finally have my own little sweet grass like little stock a little braid of of sweet grass and uh, i'm very pleased with it i i did the room and it smells like cinnamon yeah sweet goodness Sweet, sweet Um, so you got me some, you, some bath bombs in there. Yeah. And some of Deborah's famous candles. Oh yeah. Those I'm very excited. And some of that lavender salve. Yes. We made some healing salve. Oh, I'm so about it. It's going to be my new chapstick obsession. True little, uh, little cottage witches. And that's what mom said. She was like, uh, you know, Charlie, she's, you can put this on your lips too. You know, she's, Mm -hmm. this is very healing. I was like, she said that like six times. I was like, okay. I believe you. Yes. She's so good. And uh, also this just to the max filled sachet of just very potent lavender. Yeah. And I'm so excited Mm -hmm. about that. I, 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 I know it's like a very, and it's, it's known and I think it's known because people just inherently love it. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's so powerful to me. And it's one of the only ones that's like hypoallergenic. I think there's like a very Yeah, you small... can put it on your skin. Yeah. Like, I remember growing up in grandma, she yeah. would, she, uh, I was always down here around her oils and stuff. Lavender was always one of the only ones you could put on your skin. Yeah. And she always said that don't put any of these on your skin unless it's lavender. Mm-hmm. And then you can do a little bit on your wrist or mm-hmm. whatever like that. And um, so, yeah, even the essential oil, like the potent. The like, pure, pure yeah, shit. Yeah. It doesn't uh, hurt you. That's, um. And that's that's crazy to me that it's not something like uh, very polarizing like like patchouli. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good one. There's kind of I feel like you either love patchouli or you mm-hmm. hate it. Very interesting to me that the one that you can use directly on your skin is also the one that like most everybody likes. Likes, yeah, yeah. And it's not like some weird dirt smelling bullshit that. No. Not that I think patchouli is that way. I love patchouli. I, but patchouli is so. I was good. actually thinking of myrrh when I was saying myrrh, that. Myrrh is kind of smelly. I pegged it the other day. Listen to me. It's a stinky cheese. It is kind of stinky it's cheesy. It's stinky cheese. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's got a weird kind of sour, but thickness. Mm. Earthiness, but like a little bit of rot. Yeah, there, almost, it's just like kind a, of a. It's, it's not. Um, soothing to smell it's no it's very it's it's a ritual yeah 
yeah. presence is yeah. what it what it is. Anyway, I guess we should get to the uh the dick meat. The dick meat. Mom said she heard that one. <laughs> what did she say? Oh no. I was sitting on the porch. Oh. With- Mom said that she had kind of been listening out of order, like kind of starting most recent work and backwards. Oh, okay, um, yeah. I, I said something to dad. I was, I was talking to him. I said, I don't think you've heard this one yet. I said, but uh, he was talking about how much profanity. Yeah, used. my mom gave me a talk too. Did she? Yeah, she did. <laughs> my dad was like, y'all use like a lot of F-bombs. And I told him, I said, there's a real bad one coming up. I said, I don't think you heard it. I said, but I, uh, I said something about get to the dick meat of the episode <laughs> and mom just like whipped her head around she's like i heard that oh, no, I love it. <laughs> oh yeah see mom gave me a bit of a different talk like she uh and see the thing is is she was like you don't swear that much like when we talk you know she, she right. was like is it like a character and i was like well like the thing is is like i'm not ever gonna swear to my mother as much as i swear to my friends <laughs> exactly. you know I probably swear in front of my mom more than I should. Anyway. I definitely absolutely do. And so, yeah, and she was, like, her argument, and it is kind of valid. She was just like, well, I just don't know if it'll hinder y'all from going mainstream. (laughs) And I was like, we wouldn't be able to maintain it. We would, like, try to be straight-laced, and it would just fall to pieces. If we ever try to, like, suddenly clean up our act... It's going to set off a lot of red flags for people. It means our families finally got to us. <laughs> That's what it means. Okay, but all of that aside, I guess we should talk about a very sacred and holy thing. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Oh, we suck. So um, I'm going to be talking about the uh, like practical celebrations for Samhain. Right. So things, if you don't have a whole cabinet mm-hmm. of fancy shit to to bust out on, you know, this day and your nice. different robes for the different Samhains, this is for anyone. I was looking around and found a ritual that's kid friendly. You know, involve your kids in this, mm-hmm. or, and you're raising them pagan yeah. or anything like that. Um, and How you can cool. religion it up, religion it up or down, just depending on, you know, your level of belief and what sure. you do. And also, one last thing I'm going to be talking about, how this is a huge day for thinking and incorporating animals. So some a little a little uh, ceremony for your pets in your life as well, to honor your animals. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, how cool. And these are all very simple. I mean, really, you don't need much uh at all and it's all stuff that you likely already have so very cool i i um i've thought a lot about incorporating kids you know and and how to how to go about that in a way Samhain and halloween are pretty closely tied but when we come around to things like yule or whatever if you don't celebrate that it's like how do you how do you do that how do you incorporate that yeah you know, so I think that's really interesting. And I've never thought of the little pets. That's <laughs> I can't wait to like make a whole, just, I just spoil them hmm. all day. And I, I'm really so excited about it. It's a very sweet ritual. It'll be like, I have no idea what's going on, but I love but it. I love it. And I'm seeing more spirits today. So I'm... that's the thing. And yeah, it's like they, 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 the veil is thinnest on that day and uh they they know you know they know know. so they're just like (laughs) they need the comfort yeah (laughs) because they're like who are these people in my house kind of (laughs) wide-eyed um but yeah so uh and i think you're gonna be getting uh getting more into uh, the tradition over there yeah i'm gonna be talking about uh some a little bit of history of Samhain um and i'm also going to be 
talking about a very specific kind of traditional ritual that you can do cool um on that day and then just some of the stuff that i think i'll be doing as well oh so we made an executive decision sure did (laughs) you all will notice that this uh sawan episode is coming out kind of a week early than the actual date um, we were like, we might should maybe do it ahead of time. So yeah. people have a week to prepare to prepare for and it. And to get excited for it. One of the uh cutest this was so cute. Um, so a friend of mine that I went to college with, she was a sorority sister, she listened to the Lamas episode. She wanted to like go buy some wine. Or and I don't really she like wasn't able to or something. So instead of using like the ceremonial wine, she just used Mike's hard lemonade. And I was like, <laughs> that's good enough. It worked. Yeah, I was like, that is just as okay. And, but that was just so cute to me. Because <laughs> she didn't have time to go buy wine. I mean, hey, I think um I think it's important to remember that we can't stay in the time period of of pagan times forever. No. You know what I mean? I mean, no. like, we've moved on. We have the internet, we have different things. We have Mike's Hard Lemonade We have now. Mike's Hard Lemonade. And look, if the goddess doesn't deserve a sweet treat. Hey, sometimes she might just want herself a little wine cooler. All right. You know, kick sometimes back. Sometimes we all want a little wine cooler. Sometimes you need some complicated shit for some right. reason. You kind of want some time to get it together. Or you want to get some time to kind of learn these rights, you know. Exactly. And so you don't have to be reading the whole time. You kind of have a little bit of a memorization going. And you can kind of think it through and decide what you want to do. Do you want to do something that's more personal or do you want to try to get together with other people and, and make it a make it a group thing? Like, yeah. just just plan it out, man. Um, another little fun fact is that today, as this releases, it is a uh, the full moon of October. Mm-hmm. It is the full hunter's moon, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Um, like all the like all the <laughs> other moons. Like all the other moons, they are correlated to what's going on at this time. And uh, this actually taught me something I didn't think about, I think, at this time. that um, So, like, after all the harvest is, has happened and all the canning and the saving of food, like, this is the, uh, they call it the time of the hunter. So the time of the, uh, the time of the hunter I like that. has come. This is the time they would go out and have to live and sustain themselves from hunting. So that was a very cool thing that I don't know why, but I've never put it in in that perspective before it's um, kind of funny to me because i feel like this is also when hunter comes alive like yeah. my hunter like <laughs> it's he just loves it he loves this weather yeah. like it just he starts busting out the vests and the flannels like camping yeah like we're going camping in november mm-hmm. you know it's like that i feel like it's, it's funny it's like this is his he's coming alive too. so it is very much very literally the time of the hunter. The time of the hunter. <laughs> so I'm glad to hear that the hunter the is gonna, loving it. He's going to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so Samhain, um, spelled Samhain. Yep. Took a while to get that one down. Uh, it's the midpoint between fall and winter. So we're halfway there. We got a dog screaming. I'll be gizzy. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, the the coming of winter very much. So anytime we're halfway to it, it's it's exciting. Yeah, this uh, this research kind of had me come to terms with Samhain because yeah. Samhain and I aren't necessarily friends. Really? Yeah, because Samhain is you know like the true death of my yeah. half of the year. Yeah, it's so it is so closely tied and it's so associated nowadays with Halloween, mm-hmm. and we love you and I. 
live and die yeah. for Halloween that I never really, I, I just assumed that this would be like big and exciting. For yeah. You, but... And like, I don't know what it is, but I think it's just for some reason when you get into the more ritualistic aspect, mm. I take it more seriously. Oh yeah. You yeah. know? And it's like, I think about it in a deeper way. Like I, I have a very nearsightedness view of Halloween. I love it, yeah. but I never think about the repercussions. The next day is November 1st that's and true. that's winter. Yeah. And I hate it. Oh yeah. Halloween is the fun time. It's the spooky movies and making candy popcorn balls and the trick-or-treaters and like, oh, spooky. And it's fun and it's nostalgic and it is what it is, but it's just fun. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not deep. It's not deep. And then after everyone has gone, I guess would be going to bed. That's when I like set about and have like my little ritual. And it's just super like, I, I, even if I were to be somebody who celebrated stuff like this in a coven one of these days, um, I think I would still keep this one like for me. Yeah. I, I, it just feels very solitary to me and just very, it's just a separate thing. And it's, um, I'm not religious about it. I don't think, but I'm just super spiritual. About See it. this one. I'm the complete opposite about really. See the thing is, I love it when we disagree. I do too. First, first of all, I love to have people. Over, I yeah. like to entertain and things like that, but I'm really just wanting to entertain because it's such like a spiritually blissful thing for me that I yeah. want to do it when the veil is thin. Yeah. And I want to be able to have all of these people and feel all of these energies mm-hmm. and like make everybody feel comfortable and just totally <laughs> empath the hell out of that and feel good about myself. It just sounds great, you know, and to be able to just feel all of the spirits and the energy and be in, you know, with a fire yeah. and... And things like that. That just sounds amazing to, to me, me. Like everything you just said is crazy. Just like having people over and making them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Cause like, even though I'm going to be alone, I feel like that is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm, I'm being visited and I'm trying to make it a nice spot. And then like, if you were to see like a snapshot, it would just be me alone in my yard with like a plate <laughs> of cookies. But, but I feel like it's a hustle and bustle kind of energy to it. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, okay, it is traditionally a fire festival. It's one of the uh, four fire festivals. And um, one thing, Macy, I told you about this earlier, but I'm going to say it again because it's funny as shit to me. In many places, in many places throughout time, the Samhain, or whatever they were calling it at the time, festival was mandatory to uh, participate in. Or else you would suffer the wrath of the goddess. She's not kidding with you, man. And sometimes the king, like, or or the leader, uh, would also not be too happy with you. <laughs> because, uh... <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. It was a big festival. It, mm. You know, it was a big community thing. Uh, and people would get together and there would be this huge bonfire for everybody in the town. And uh, a lo- there are some documents, little pieces of documents kind of put together that, that suggest that this was a time of excess. Um, mm. Some documents even mention six days. Six days around Samhain of drinking alcohol to excess mm. and feasting. That's too much. <laughs> I can't do it for more than like... Six days. I mean, I'm not going to lie and act like I can't feast for a day and then eat a, like a big breakfast. But like, I can't do it for more than like a day and a half. Six days? Six and days. And that's without drinking. 
of of like, gorging. I can't even drink for a day. I, how do you do that? <laughs> how do you do that for six days? I'm impressed. And it was just a party. And you better do it or the goddess is going to be you, real mad at it you. It is mandatory. <laughs> mandatory, man. So there was drinking and, and feasting. There would also be stories being told. And in old Irish tradition, this is where the Irish folklore, as we know it, would be passed down. Mm-hmm. So it was it was pre-writing writing things down and it was all verbally passed down. And they would gather the kids and tell them stories and why they would carve the jack-o'-lanterns and how they would keep away the the fae and all the other little spirits that are running around at this time. Because when the veil's thin, you know, it's not just our sweet little old ancestors coming Mm -hmm. through. It's it's. There's all stuff. the riffraff. There's stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, having some fun. This was a time of contests. Contests would be held. And I couldn't find if these were friendly contests or if oh. this was a... Uh, there, there was a little bit to suggest that there might be some shit at stake with these contests. Mm. Um, but in other places, there you know... It, it would be a friendly thing and it would be fun. The guys, I could just see them like throwing sticks around and mm-hmm. having con- challenging each other uh, and it not being a big deal. So uh, who knows? I think that would be a lot of fun to like peer through time at. Yeah. And, like, and see, what does that mean? What does a contest mean? By some accounts, and these are ancient, ancient accounts, every third Samhain, they would have a, a celebration known as the Fee of Terra. And that's old Irish, so I know none of those words were correct. Uh, that was held for a week. And this was with Samhain kind of falling right in the middle of it. And this is when the nobles would even come down and like mm. join the people. And they would f- join the feast themselves. Uh, so it was like extra fancy every third year. And this is when they would create new laws for the mm. town. And they would uh, reinforce old ones or change the old ones as they saw fit. So this was a time where people were, they're, they're kind of get they're bringing their community together. Yeah. And, and getting taken care of shit they would also take stock of they would take count of their livestock uh and bring them down from the summer fields they would bring them to decide which ones were going to be bred which ones were going to be sold and which ones were going to be slaughtered mm-hmm. so that's a uh an, an unfortunate time and that does tie into a, in a lot of these ancient civilizations there was sacrifice that happened at this time even up until it was christianized like fairly recently, you would slaughter a goose. Oh, that's not what I expected to come out of your mouth. <laughs> you slaughter a goose. It could be a sheep, but uh, it seems like it was almost preferred if it was a goose. Interesting. And you would sprinkle the blood on your threshold. That was done in the name of Saint Martin. So, uh, and it was just for, you know, blessings and home blessings and like, and I'm, thanks. I like to think it's because geese are like total bamps. <laughs> And like putting their blood on your door. There's just this imaginary geese yeah. that chases off any just... <laughs> sort of ruckus that could come your way with that classic vicious geeseness. <laughs> geese are dicks. Moving into medieval Ireland, this would also mark a time where trade and warfare would take a pause. Some sources say that uh, if you took up swords during this time, and especially on this day, you would uh, you would be put to death. Oh, so it was serious. Like, you stopped fucking around mm. and people came together. An old, old tradition is people would let their home fires burn out at this time and they would relight them from that big community fire. Cool. And they would all take from this community fire and they would have, uh, it was usually oversaw by the elders. 
moving on to then it was the the druids and then after the druids the priests would be the ones to oversee it but it was very representative of yeah i really like that concept yeah, I, I like I, that a lot and it was so important back in these days to not let your home fire burn out mm-hmm. so letting it burn out was a big like it's trust it's trust mm-hmm. that everyone's gonna kind of come together and do the things that they need to do and uh we're all gonna take from this same fire um in the midst of our drunken party in a, in a lot of this history, you can really see where our current traditions come from. Halloween, as we know it today, takes from a lot of cultures. Yeah. Um, it takes for a lot of cultures, especially like a lot of uh, like Day of the Dead and, yeah. and stuff like that. But that being said, the the tradition of like dressing up and leaving out food, that's something that's like universal. Which is so cool to me when that happens, when there's a tradition that, like, everyone has been doing. Yeah. It gives it merit, and it gives it weight to me mm-hmm. that, that these are done. So, uh, back to medieval Ireland. This is a time where they believed, again, the Fae would come out. And they had a very strong belief that uh, the Fae and other little trickster-type things would try to trick your ancestors into not being able to cross over. What jerks. <laughs> I like to think that people started dressing up as just what they saw. Yeah. You know, that yeah. like ba- you know, that kind of ties back to that Whisperer's book, you know, right. maybe the Fae and the spirits used to kind of come across that veil more frequently. And so cost people just started dressing just, up yeah. as what they saw. And like that's how you start getting all these little <laughs> like, spooky little costumes I'm gonna showing be up. A fairy and I'm gonna scare the shit out of them. They're not gonna <laughs> steal my ancestors. <laughs> Um, but it started off as, um, costumes or, or trying to go in disguise, actually, mm-hmm. uh, just not looking like yourself was the goal, mm-hmm. you know, um, to, to then trying to scare off these entities. So that's where the monsters and stuff would come from and, uh, any kind anything they could do to be a little spooky, mm-hmm. uh, leaving food out comes from everything from leaving food out like for your the the spirits that are coming through and uh maybe they're trying to find their family or maybe they are your family and they're stopping by uh yeah some cultures would leave that food out for them to refresh the spirits and um that's that's a line taken directly from my ritual here that i loved so much the refreshed spirits to going door to door they would recite verse or scripture in exchange for food or alcohol uh kind of like caroling around yule time yeah so it was a very similar thing they would go yule time usually involved some form of giving them something and then they would give you something yeah. whereas Sawin was like I'm gonna come drunkenly yell at your door and you're gonna give me food to go away mm-hmm. and uh that even in itself was very symbolic of ushering away things that you didn't want it was mm. it was seen kind of as look I'm gonna pretend to be a nuisance and you're gonna give me food and I'm gonna go away <laughs> um so I, I like that that kind of gives gives uh gives some weight to trick-or-treating yeah along with like a, a million other things the act of going door to door and reciting the verse that was called mumming and guising interesting mumming and guising and guising I like guising because that's like disguising mm-hmm. why were you trying to disguise yourself um to confuse. It, it was thought that, like, your ancestors and the people coming to see you, they knew it was your home. Yeah. They knew it was you. But if you looked different, maybe these little bad entities, these little motherfuckers wouldn't come into your house. Because they'd you. be like, wait, that's not the guy we, we were going to. Yeah. He's not the one we were going to try Warding to trick. Warding off any harmful yeah. spirits. It's, it's all about causing confusion and gotcha. kind of turning that eye away from you, which doesn't 
make a whole lot of sense to me because if I'm a trickster, I don't care what you look like. I'm going to steal your ancestors. I really wish that that was something we still did. And like not in a Halloween costume way, Mm -hmm. but like all day, every day on that year, everybody, I mean, like full quality just tries to make themselves just look looks different, different. Yeah. Pros- prosthetics yeah full like, just, and, and nobody <laughs> talks about it because you don't you can't because they might hear just but wear- everybody just quietly looks completely different for one day where's like carmen San Diego hat yeah and like a big big overcoat like that would be the best can we just do that i want to can we have a thing and everybody everybody listening as well let's bring that back do do something that is not like yourself on that day yeah just to kind of throw them off a little bit and eventually work your way up to a full studio <laughs> effects full level effects. of costuming one day. I love it. Samhain's changed face a couple of times, many, many times for many cultures. Um, in the 1400s, there was a pope, and I'm not going to say this right, but it's uh, Pope Boniface. Boniface. Boneface. <laughs> Anyway, so he moved the date. He set. He tried to set like an official date for this for this um, celebration that all the pagans were really into, and they were, were trying to make Christianity look a little more appealing, and were trying to move things over. He moved the date to the thirteenth, and said it was to honor the the saints and the ma- martyrs. So he gave it a little bit more of a purpose, uh, gave it more of a saintliness. You know, they don't want to go changing it too quickly because they still want people to to come on over. You mm-hmm. know and uh, change change their ways. So skip forward to the 1800s. So 400 whole fucking years later, the West the Western Christian Sean Church. Connery. Sean Connery, he's back. The Western Christian Church. They shifted the date once again. They moved it to November 2nd, which is weird to feel like a November. That's not right. That's no, not when that's Samhain not right. is. Uh, they changed the name to All Souls Day. Mm-hmm. It was already being called All Saints Day. But they changed it to All Souls Day, and then at some point it changed back to All Saints Day. <laughs> um, so nobody liked the the old Western Christian Church's idea. Um, and I think that this is also when they would ban the fire activity, the big bonfire. Mm. So fires became a lot more personal at this at this point. Yeah. No more was the uh, at least in places that couldn't get away with it anymore. No more was the big community bonfire yeah people would have fires in their own homes which is a tradition that still that lasts to this day mm-hmm. like bonfires on halloween is a um I, and i thought honestly in ignorance i thought it was like a southern thing like because that's yeah. something we do a lot around here yeah we do um if you've ever been to a southern bonfire you probably had a good time you probably had a great time you probably shot at snakes <laughs> <laughs> rode around in some sort of atv yeah the the fires became more personal and they started to adopt a meaning of keeping away the fae, the bad spirits, and witches. Of course. Believe it or not. Always getting lumped in. <laughs> Always getting lumpy. <laughs> it's changed a lot, but it's it has become more of a of a personal celebration. And again, that's what I do. I like my little personal celebration. And um uh but something we do nowadays is called a dumb supper, which makes me giggle. I like those two words together. It's Dumb fun to say. supper. Dumb supper. And um, it's a meal that is, if you do it very traditionally, you set out your little plate for your ancestors, give them just the same food you're making yourself, and you eat the meal in silence, but also in reverse. <laughs> I don't understand. Dessert first. 
Oh, that's a great idea. And then you go like mains and then you go like your soup and salad or Why do or whatever. you do it backwards? I don't know. I couldn't find anything that uh, sounded really solid. A lot of people were speculating that just like over on the other side, like, you know, like uh, there's there's that thought out there that it's like a, the mirrored oh, yeah. image of what we do. Um, I, I'm not really totally completely sure. There was nothing that really lined up. So I, I just like the idea of, of dessert first. I just, yeah, I like to think the spirits want some fucking cake. Want some cake. And they're like, I'm not sticking around for this stupid chicken you made. I want the fucking cake. Um, also, I don't love the idea of doing it in silence. It just seems so, um, it seems so stoic to me. It, it does. You know, like I, um, I like to imagine that the ancestors that would be coming to visit me will want to like, they're there, like to have a lively yeah, time. You th- know? They're just people. I mean, spirits are people like, you yeah. know, I would imagine they'd want to be talked to. And that's where another tradition some people have their dumb su- even though it's still called a dumb supper and dumb just means no talking uh but they will talk to each other and they will talk um kind of like when you get that letter around christmas from the family you don't see that much and they've been filling you in on what's happening oh, yeah it's kind of like that they'll they'll talk uh about the things that have happened that year and in that way it also becomes a a way of saying thank you for what has happened this year and just like oh remember when this happened wasn't that good so you're reminiscing about these things and you're being thankful but you're also like filling in your guests and yeah. they're si- i just imagine them like sitting there with like a glass of wine and they're just like bobby got accepted into college oh that's great mm-hmm. you know and they're just listening in and hearing things and then um uh, you know blessing the food is a big part of it because they're they're coming by and you, you want to Make it nice. Yeah. You want to make it nice for them, and um, I think that you've got some uh, you got some good tips on making it nice. Well, I do. Well, this one isn't an actual ritual yet. I have a couple of those that I have coming up. I'll go ahead and start with this because this, well, this isn't making everything completely all you know beautiful and nice for the spirits entirely. It's also for getting yourself in, into the spirit. Mm. This is eight simple ways to celebrate Samhain. So things that, you know, might not even be witchy that you think, but they still are because they have ties back down to these traditional oh, yeah. ways, you know, and these are, these are things that literally anybody can do. Even if you live in an apartment, there's, you can find a way to, to kind of skew it to, to fit your space. Hmm. Um, the first one is, and this is not surprising at all, of course, have a feast. Yeah, boy. That's typical for what you do with a lot of these Sabbaths. Um, you know, six days in a row. Yeah, this would. Yeah, <laughs> you could do it all week if you want. Um, but yeah, have a harvest feast yeah. and uh, you know eat those foods that kind of go along with that. Currently, uh, and and the stuff that I looked at was very inclusive. Mm-hmm. Of invite family, invite mm-hmm. neighbors, invite yeah. friends, and kind of create this sense of community. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because now knowing what you were saying with how the celebrations used to be, yeah, it's kind of a yeah, yeah. It's, neat. it's very big on community. I love that that. I, it's just, this is the one that's ingrained itself yeah. so hard that we don't even think about the things we do. Exactly. And like almost everything we do this time of year is going back to the tradition, which yes. is pretty cool. Um, second, and this is really, if you don't, um, make an altar for this, uh, or if you made one, but you want to make like an open or public, but make a memory table of those that you want to honor. Mm-hmm. Um, and decorate it with photos of uh, the ancestors, family members that you want to honor, belongings of theirs that have passed on, and pretty elements of nature, you know, uh, candles, alcohol, 
Yeah. Which I always love to see and offerings and things like that. It. And so this is your memory table and you get it all set up. Okay. So this is one that I kind of like customized a little bit and it's what I'm going to do. Ooh. And so I wanted to share it. So four, uh, do an intention ritual um, and, you know, write down what you want to change, what you want to let go of, what you want to dream, uh, things like that. Um, but instead of writing it down on paper, I want to, and you could do it with regular paint. I want to make dragon's blood ink and I want to write it on leaves. Oh, yeah. And so you kind of get that earth element in there and, you know, that tie to nature and that energy of, of kind of the earth and, uh, Right and, and the earth at this time, exactly. too, like the way that it is. Yeah, and I want to, um, I almost feel like it's a direct communication mm. through the mm-hmm. veil, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just, and... Um, like somebody picks it up and they like find a leaf, but it's yeah. like your thing on it. And like, burn oh. burn them in your fire, yeah. you know, like um, number five is craft with the uh, gifts of this time from nature. So, I mean, that could be creating wreaths out of the colorful mm-hmm. leaves or leaf crowns, uh, pictures of all, you know, mm-hmm. twigs or whatever, carving pumpkins, making like a necklace out of acorns. Um, I found one that I really liked, make fairy beds in nutshells. Isn't that adorable? It's so stinking cute. That's so little, but yeah, like in like a <laughs> walnut shell, like make a little fairy bed. Cute. Um, in which can, you know, trying to keep the Fae happy. Like, like, always. And always try to keep the Fae happy. Um, but I thought that was really cute. Uh, number six, get moving in the autumn air. Um, and this one, I know apply, this one applied to me for sure. Um, you know, don't mourn the end of summer. Uh, get out and get your blood moving and, uh, like, clean up and prepare your area for that evening and, you know, pick up leaves, sticks, wood, whatever. And, um, just get out there and get breathing the air and just get working, you know, and instead of going dormant and staying cold, it's yeah. just like, keep moving, yeah. you know? Um, and parks I think are a big thing. Yeah. Some people, I, I at least forgot that you can just go to a park Yeah, and you can pick like acorns off of the ground yeah. and, um, Walk a little bit, bring you a little thermos of hot cocoa, and just have some time. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. I am so all about a good nature walk. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a nature walk this morning, and I'm going to tell you about it in this episode because that's it was right. Bananas. You had something to tell me. It was very big. Yeah. Um. So anyway, seven is have a big bonfire. Uh, have it under the stars. Invite friends, family. Have cider, sing marshmallows, tell stories of ancestors. Um, I mean, really fall it up. Um, eight, uh, take time to just revel in the beauty of this time of year. Um, everybody knows the air smells a little bit different. The light is always a little, it's weirdly amber. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but it's just kind of, there's a glow. Some orange days. Yeah. Um, take time to appreciate those subtle, beautiful little things that nature starts doing. Yeah. And, um, just kind of give thanks for that in whatever way that you do, um, whether it's just acknowledging to the spirit, whatever the spirit is, thank you, or actually doing more religious type rituals, but just really acknowledge it and thank this time of year. Um, so that was kind of my first little 
little Deal. ritual that you can do. And that's just, you can do all of those in the same day. And that's mm-hmm. what's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do that intention ritual. What a ritual. great day. Yeah. And that's kind of what I, that's how I kind of saw it was that you like, you do that. And like early in the morning, you make that memory table and you get it all set up and all day if they want to come see and visit, mm-hmm. they can do that. And, you know, it, I just thought that was really cool. And so you could do that and make a very, um, while not traditionally ritualistic yeah. day, Okay, I'm very excited now. I don't know if you can hear my words. I can hear it. If you do want a more of a, a an old school, that's the word I'm looking for, a traditional ritual, I've got one for you. This can be tailored to mm-hmm. any religion out there. So this is not aimed at one particular thing. This is not aimed at like, uh, you know, uh, Wiccan or like pagan as, uh, as a religion. And I'm actually going to be taking a majority of this... Um, with my own little spin comes from the book Grimoire for the Green Witch, and that is by Anne Mora. Not just something that that this woman has put together, but it's her. It was her own personal. Yeah, it's like it's pieces of her own Grimoire yeah. that she just like published, took pages yeah. out of, and, and published it, which is so cool because for a lot of people, their their Grimoire is very personal, mm-hmm. you know, and very uh, I don't want to say secret, but just a little secret maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have taken this. And I have changed it a little bit to make it to where everybody can do it. Yeah. I would like to just PSA remind everybody that if you don't have all of these tools, there are substitute you you can substitutions are okay. When it comes to ritual, I think it's a lot more the idea or the meaning behind something than the actual like element itself. Yeah. The ancestors are saying, You're trying. You're trying. You're, You're doing trying. okay. Look, if you do uh if you do sandalwood oil instead of patchouli oil look you're gonna be fine uh when when it comes to like potiony things and spell worky things and that thing that i can i'm a little iffy on i'm like better get as close as you can but yeah. for this stuff well at least they got there's a week to prepare there's a whole week for you guys so what you need is you need some orange and black candles very on brand oh very much very so. on brand some uh patchouli or myrrh incense i myself will be using sandalwood i have both i, I feel do. like such a witch oh my god oh and that um that big chunky dragon's blood oh my god all of it okay anyway <laughs> any kind of decorations that you want to put around you when you cast your circle or you make your space to just make it put you a little bit in in the mood so some pumpkins or corn gourds leaves acorns nuts that kind of thing pictures of ancestors who you hope to see or hope to hear from or just hope are there with you uh that might help them to to find you you're gonna need a cauldron or a heat proof pot thank you uh try to have a black votive candle inside it can i guess really be any votive but um the the black is said to kind of help focus that intent get you some parchment on that parchment write down your weaknesses or bad habits that you want to uh be banished or that no longer serve you get a white votive candle a bowl a sprig of heather i'm gonna use rosemary um i don't know what the fuck heather well and can't you sub rosemary in for things yes yeah in in like witchy properties rosemary can take the place of anything else like crystal quartz can take the place of any yada yada um so rosemary i feel pretty all right about uh have an apple on a plate or just the serving plate that you plan to use for your your offering and finally get you some patchouli oil all right guys so this is gonna be one of my first um very intense rituals 
when I do ritual things, I do it very intuitively. And I make my space and I don't have anything particularly on hand, but I just kind of talk out loud to things mm -hmm. and I try to keep the, the sabbat in mind, but this is going to be my first like doing things in certain numbers mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm looking very much forward to it. So you will begin your Samhain ritual clap or ring a bell. Also drumming. Uh. I think you could sub in here and, um, is so good. You're going to do some kind of energy clearing three times then you'll say and this is a beautiful little passage i didn't change this at all from the way she wrote this this is great she says i celebrate the dance of life to death to new life and the balance of the cosmos in my life the last harvest is gathered and stored for dark months ahead and the wheel has turned to the time of the hunter oh I like right that. after you say this you're gonna clap ring your bell drum nine times in a row and I wonder what the significance of nine is. I don't know. I don't know. All right. And then you'll say, at this time, the veil between worlds is thin. I welcome to my home the spirits of those who came before me, those who would do no harm. And then you can give a little thank you at this point. Just like, hey, guys, thanks for being here. You'll open your arms up wide over your space. Um, and in my mind, I'm in a sweet robe when I'm doing this. I give thanks for the bounty and the turning of the seasons. Take your cauldron. You'll set it on the pentacle or the altar space before you. Light the black votive. This cauldron represents endings and new beginnings. Into the flame, I cast my weaknesses and habits that no longer serve me. With the death of these things, I will live a better life, so mote it be. Then you'll burn your... Your bad habits. Oh, yeah, that you wrote down. That you wrote down from earlier. I love a good intention. A good ritual. burn. And as yeah. this time, really think of them just burning away. Just burning and going, and they're no longer with you. And they're gone. They're dead and gone. When it's only ashes left, you're going to clear the energy once more with nine claps. At this point, you're going to take the oil that you've chosen. You're uh, anoint the white candle with your patchouli oil. With this candle and by its light, I welcome you spirits this Samhain night. And I love that. With this candle and by its light, I welcome you spirits this Samhain night. Use this this little white candle for your jack-o'-lantern hmm. um, if, you, if you wish to bring a little jack-o'-lantern with you. Um, or you could put it in maybe a skull-shaped votive hand yeah. candle holder. Not just for spoopy reasons, but the skull and the jack-o'-lantern are, they carry significance. They carry weight. Hold your herb over your altar. Do this almost like a like wand style, kind of holding it in the middle like you're infusing mm -hmm. it with your next little bit of intention. I call upon the power of this herb, I'm just going to say rosemary, <laughs> uh, to bless and protect this house and the spirits that come to visit. And then you will drop it into your cauldron. And I've never thought about blessing the spirits that came to visit you was such a cool but that's idea. that's such a sweet little and thing it's such a, well, Yeah, exactly. It's so thoughtful. And this is why I love reading things like this that are written by other people because it gives you such a, like a, a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Um... But that's probably my favorite part in the whole thing because mm -hmm. that just feels super powerful. And um, drop it in. And as it's burning, you'll say, the air is purified and made pleasant for the spirits who may call upon me. Blessed be. At this point, you're going to grab the apple that you brought with you or the plate that you will be placing your, your food for the ancestors or for the spirits on. Hold it above 
your altar, your sacred space. You'll say, bless this food for the dead. May the spirits who pass through here move on refreshed. Oh, so mode it be. And that's when I stole it from earlier. The may they move on refreshed. At this point, you will clap nine times. And then after you close your sacred space and conclude your, your ritual, you will bury the apple outside. Um, a lot of people want to bury it by their front door so that not only do the people that, uh, that you have kind of called to be with you mm-hmm. or you expect to be with you, but also just any kind of spirit that comes by is going to mm-hmm. take from that and move on refreshed. Uh, at this point, you can move on to your cakes and ale ceremony. That's what I will be doing. Because I love a, we've talked about I it. I do appreciate a good love cake a good and cake and ale. Uh, just sit down, and that's the more casual part of it to me. If this were like church, like that would be your your sermon, and then the cakes and ale is like the fun part where you're talking to people, and you know, you, it's more relaxed. It's like the uh, going to lunch afterwards. It still holds significance, and you're still doing a thing, but it's uh, it's very relaxed and it's very personalized. You can even do this with other people, like me and uh, Clark. Sometimes we'll ha- we'll do cakes and ale together because um, he's not like doing the ritual with me, but he'll sit down and he'll like to hear me talk about the significance of it or or whatever. Um, you could also move on to your dumb supper or your ceremonial supper. And put supper is such an old school word. It is it feeling to is. me. Uh, but you, if you decided to use that plate instead of an apple, then you will uh, put your food on the plate, and that'll be the plate that you leave out. Um, and it's kind of blessing the food that that you put upon it. So that's my ritual, and I'm like really that. excited about it. I like that a lot. And I hope I can kind of edit that to make more sense because I had to stop. <laughs> I was stopping. I might have left a lot of that in, but I was stopping after every step and I was just going, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that step was cool. <laughs> um, okay. So my next one is um, this is celebrating Samhain with children. And um, it's something I I hadn't actually really thought about before because I 100% never think about kids. (laughs) And um, but it's something that I really now was very heartwarmed by, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, these are very it's a very simple ritual Mm -hmm. made for the young or short attention span child. Because the kid's not going to do all of the all the no, one that I just No, they're said. not. <laughs> this, this is something that you can do with your kids so you can include them in this and maybe of course you do your private ritual, but this is a good way to kind of uh get them involved if you wish to do so and uh a way that's easy to digest um as well as in a few uh healthy ways and I'm, I'm going to touch on those later that I you know I I just think it's a, it's there's some good things in here for kids just to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Because this is with kids, it's recommended to do the prep work ahead of time, but you can include them in it, Mm. which is really fun. Mm -hmm. So while, you know, you don't want to do this like during the ritual because that'll kind of be too long and the kids will lose interest. Do it before, but involve the kids in the before work to start getting them into the spirit, Um, such as prepare the altar for this. And this doesn't have to be a religious altar. This could be like the memory table and the the previous one that I mentioned. Prepare the ritual space. But let them decorate too, such as, you know, Halloween decoration, crows, skulls, you know, bats, things like that. They all have their significance. And, um, you know, let them kind of be a part of creating that space and getting that energy. Yeah, that energy all set up. Include pets. Death is sometimes hard to comprehend. And this is a good way to... I think from a young age, we're so scared of death. Right. You know, and our ancestors used to kind of respect 
death, just like yeah. in a lot of these ceremonies, you know, this yeah. is that respect of death. And this kind of helps. And, you know, of course, like, it's not just like live without consequences and don't value your life, <laughs> but, you know, to not be so scared of yeah. your ancestors and death and the process of life yeah. and things like that. And I thought it was just kind of a healthy way to kind of in a fun way help ease that thought mm-hmm. in, you know. Um, cause I don't know about you, but I remember like w- the day that I realized that I would die one day and I was so fucked up about it yeah. for weeks. Oh yeah. And it's like, it's almost nice to like, instead of that happen, like almost just like make it a part of life, yeah. which it is a part of exactly. life, you know? And this kind of restores that a little bit, uh, back into our lives with our kids and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and bake the bread ahead of time or whatever for your cakes and ale ceremony um let them help let them need it and you know and it's kind of just putting that also i love the childlike wonder energy that in all of of this you know absolutely and kids just seem like if you let them like if you let them knead or cut the cookie dough or whatever it is you're making for you know when they come back to have that later, it yeah. kind of, it's that momentum. It they did a job. Them. Yeah. You know, they They're did. like, that's the thing I did earlier. So I'm, I'm still interested mm-hmm. because I had to do with it earlier. Like it just yeah. keeps, it, it keeps them engaged. Out. Yes. And I love that. I thought that was a great idea. Um, so yeah, make that and, uh, go ahead and prepare your, your offering plate. And this is a, uh, familial or familial ritual. So it's multiple people. So whoever's there, whether it be, you know, you have other family as well as your kids or tear off however many pieces you need to offer of the bread or crackers. It's recommended to use bread or crackers because if it's cookies, they'll just want to eat the cookies the whole time. It's yes. just like a, discra- like a That's distraction. That's true. <laughs> so like, put, like if there's, say, for instance, five of you participating, you'd have five pieces of bread or five crackers or whatever on this offering plate. So get all of that all set up ahead of time and prepare the cup with the drink. Mm. And this can be family friendly, of course. So it's uh, cider, milk, also a harvesty type that beverage. That fake wine that they put I out. I love that stuff. Oh my god! Well, sparkling like Welch's sparkling. That's what or it was. Whatever. It was like fake sparkling wine. Oh my gosh, it was delicious. I'll drink this as an adult. I do. It's delicious. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, get that prepared, and that's uh, and of course it says sometimes this is a sickly season, which this one has been. So maybe you don't want to have all one cup, but. Uh-huh. Whatever, you do what you want. Yeah. You know? um, it, it, it comes in later. But anyway, so you get all that done ahead of time. The kiddos help, you know, get it all done. And so then it's time for the ritual. And um, you can cast your circle. And again, I, you can religious this up or down. Yeah. You can sage the room. Yeah. If that's all you want to do, you can do a full-blown, you know, circle Devotional, casting. Yeah, circle yeah. casting, like make it a whole deal. Um, so meditate or y'all just kind of think quietly, you know, and that you can't, and it says like not for too long because they're kids, you know, but on, uh, you know, think quietly on those that they know that have moved on, you know, and, uh, or if they're too young to know of any who have passed, think about their current family, you know, and just kind of think about the thing, you know, the good things about that, uh, as the parent, whatever parent wants to do it tonight, we celebrate Samhain. And the lives of those we have loved and lost, so they live in our hearts and memories. Aww. Oh, yeah. And so then, like, everybody's kind of gathered around, and you start saying who you're honoring. Hmm. And then, but you don't just say who you're honoring. You say who you're honoring with an example of as to why. Like, for instance, you would say, we honor many who healed those in need and instilled magic in all of us. Or something like that. 
But you say that for every person, they each kind of get a bit of an explanation like that as you go down. After you honor your list and, you know, relatives, pets, pass the offering plate and everybody take a little uh, a little offering off of it, whether mm-hmm. it's the bread or the crackers, whatever you decided to lay out. And then one by one, starting with the oldest in the family, working down to the youngest, place the bread on the altar, like on an offering mm-hmm. plate, one at a time. I leave this bread for those who came before me. And uh, and thank you for being a part of me and my family. So like, that's like a simple little thing you can say. For like kids, little kids, they can just say thank you. So pass the cup around mm-hmm. of the beverage that you picked and all agreed on beforehand to do. Fake sparkling wine. Yep, it's the best. You can say, like, I drink to honor my family, if you want, the gods, um, and the bonds of kinship. Mm. And then you drink. It's like a little toast. And as you pass, say, I share with you in the name of our ancestors. And so it's like you say the little quick sentence, and then you... So basically, you just, like, to shorten it, like, I drink to the honor of my family Mm. and the bonds of my kin. Mm. Pass it. I drink or pass this in the honor of the ancestors. You know, something easy. But I like that, you know, kind of, I like how in these rituals, every action is verbally explained. Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing. I pass now the cup to I love you. it. Um, so then place the cup on the altar and join hands with everybody there. So, you know, around hmm. the table or the altar. So anyway, join hands with everyone and you say ancestors, family, parents, brothers, sisters, grandparents, basically the whole everybody. Um, don't say that. All of you people. Basically everybody. All you people out there. And said it all. Um, Y'all fucking it up. <laughs> so, uh, so basically everybody, all the titles, uh, we thank you for without you. we Okay, this is what I wrote and I thought this was really pretty. Uh, we thank you for without you, we could not be and from you we become who we are. Oh, that's nice. It's kind of like a it's kind of a walk to get to the end, yeah. but I like it. Um, <laughs> you go around your ass. To get yeah, to it's your not elbow. wordy, but it's pleasant. Um, and then you know, thank you for being with us on this night, and we honor you for the great gifts you have given us. Aww. Yeah, and so it's not super, and that could um, that says with all participating, but I, the you know maybe just the parent kind mm-hmm. of says it with everyone joining mm-hmm. hands and. Um, and then just everybody just kind of reflect quietly and, you know, and then kind of, you can roll on into your cakes and ale, mm. which I have another ritual that you can actually kind of do within the cakes and ale. Oh, good. Kind of. This ritual could technically be done in your cakes and ale, I feel like, mm-hmm. um, cause it is being done over food. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a real food involved. Um, and, uh, I noticed a lot that, uh, stew is a big food, like a, common big meal to cook which is it makes sense too it involves a lot of game typically and different vegetables it is the time of the hunter very easy to share as well you can Mm. make a whole lot of it and share with a lot of people very cozy so it made sense to me but this is this is a ritual honoring animals Mm. and this is i i just really love this i really like animals more than people almost always and so i mean like to me finally they're like they're like getting the credit they deserve i guess (laughs) and it makes me really happy and uh, so something that you can do is just have a, you, honor your pets, feed your pets before yourself tonight. Oh. So kind of give them that little bit of, yeah. you know, satisfaction. Um, oh, they're going to feel so special. Yeah. So feed them before yourself and um, they get a couple little treats here and there. Oh. Um, you can kind of, uh, you can adorn them with certain, like maybe like, you know, a little cute elastic collar with yeah. like a fall little 
decoration oh, or man. like an orange bandana or, you know, kind of adorn them in some way. Put them inside of a pumpkin. Yeah. yeah. Anything really appease your own fall <laughs> cuteness levels. So this, um, so the ritual leader, the, maybe the party thrower yeah. or uh, if it's just later that evening, the parent, yeah. who own a parent, one of them. An elder. Yeah. Um, you can kind of start and say, um, and this one's kind of lengthy, but it's not super hard. You can dumb it down. Uh, sow has come. Harvest is over. The crops are in from the fields and the animals are preparing for the coming winter. Mm. Tonight, we honor the animals. Some have died for us to eat. Some have provided us with love. Some have protected us from harm. Tonight, we thank them all. And, um, so then, you know, you're all gathered in the table or around the table and everything's all there. And by this point, you're probably starving to death as I would be. So you're ladling your soup into your bowl. You say, blessed are the animals, uh, those who die that we may eat. Blessed are the animals, those we love and who love us in return. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really, that was really sweet. You say that as you fill your bowl. That's really nice that like, cause when you, at first when you said like, there's a, there's a, a thing with pets. I thought it was just going to be about like the the animals that we have in our home, but like it's also really acknowledging the fact animals die for us to get all the time. Yeah, and I mean I understand now we do have the choice and the privilege to choose to be vegan or vegetarian yeah. and stuff like that. But like back then, you didn't want to kill an animal, you would starve to death. Yeah. You know, and that was an unfortunate, like, just way that it was. Yeah. And it's nice to, uh, to see that they would, yeah, they would give a little respect to that. I, I liked that. So, yeah, this is really just honoring, honoring the dogs and mm. the cats, but also the, the animals that we eat every day. So, yeah, you finish the meal and you spend time with your animals. Mm. Um, uh, I, it was cute. I read in something that they'll probably want be hanging around you a lot this night because oh, yeah. the veil is thin and they know it. And, you know, so things are a little weird. And, and so they'll probably be right there with you. And mm-hmm. um, I like to think that it's if they do get a little nervous by seeing a whole bunch of stuff, this is a good day to spoil them. You know, right. just yeah. kind of be like, it's okay. Like, don't, yeah. don't worry about it. Look, it's I'm right. not freaking out. You don't freak out. We're good. Yeah, they're basically having like a sixth sense day. Yeah. And then just like <laughs> everywhere they look, they see dead people. And it's just, I'm sure, very exhausting and stressing. Um, but anyway, that's all I have. Um, just some easy to do little, little things uh, that you can do with kids or if you're alone in your apartment with your cat, you can do that too. You know, so just simple things just to kind of get in the spirit Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just, I could not be more excited for, for this year. This is also going to mark the first full year of my dedication of study. To all of this. Oh, and that's cool. My first year of having a name for, for myself and what this is. And um, it's big for me. It's bigger than I thought it would be. I'm a little sentimental about it. Yeah, a little emo- A little emotional. And it's just, uh, I've been journaling a lot about, like, just what you learn over the first year and how it never seems like enough, you know? Yeah. You never feel like you did enough. And you kind of have to be like, wait. And, and it's the whole cycle with Sao. And it's the whole so- cycle of, like, the death that's happening but it's going to come back around again. And with me, that's it. it's kind of manifesting in like, I wish I would have done more. I wish I would have learned more. Yeah. But it's like, I get this whole next year and then the year after that. And, you know, like it's going to come again. And um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that, that uh, it's been it's been transformative this year. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> transformative since you looked at me. <laughs> um. 
I uh, I wanted to real quick, just because we mentioned it earlier, and now I feel like we... I, I want to tell you about my morning this morning. Tell me. It was cool. It was like nature kind of threw me a sign this morning. Oh. I went out this morning, and it had been, you know, it's been very wet. Yeah. I went out barefoot, but the ground was really damp and mm. soft, you know, mm-hmm. and... You know, recently you and I did those intention rituals with the dragon's blood. Well, I had done a second one that day and didn't burn it. I kind of saved it. And um, so I burned it this morning. So there's like in some traditions, and uh, she actually even mentions in Grimoire for the Green Witch, um, that you have a spirit name that's yours, that's given to you. Right. And you're not really ever supposed to tell anyone else about it. And I have one. And I had it in a meditation come, and so I actually signed my dragon's blood with your spirit. with my name, and it I burned it, and it was right so intense, really? like I mean, just like feel chills everywhere, and I just and it was just like it sealed it in that that is my name. I felt compelled to walk to like the back end of the property mm. for some reason, and I don't know why it wasn't particularly comfortable. It's like pines and pine cones and stuff. And uh, I found this branch that had fallen into the perfect shape, perfect shape of Uru's, the rune. So I went and sat at my table in there and I had the rune mm. and I re- I did like a reading about it and it was really cool. And it talked about, you know, it's the wild aurochs, it's the bull, this mm. wild beast. And it was basically saying like, it's the, it's the energy composition of your primitive self you know and it's finding that wildness and it's uh, they say it's like the uh it's the rune for inner kings and inner queens you know how fitting it's it's very fitting and um so it was just very interesting that i was just walking and i felt compelled to go up there and it was just a perfect and we'll post it i'll send it to you because i have my little rune on it um and it's just perfectly shaped i was ridiculous and um so I'm just I'm feeling good after that. Yeah, I feel like I, I did that and nature was like, all right, you're you're here's, doing, you're here you go. Here Here's you go. a little nugget. Here's a sign. So over on Patreon, um, if you guys aren't sick enough of us talking about it, uh, we do post what we're gonna be speaking about early for you guys to read and comment on. And I think we got some really, we got some really good uh, little nuggets of info. We we asked uh, our coven members over there what they do or what they're planning to do for Sawin, and um, what do we got? What they say? This was by Corey Bow- Bowling. Corey Bowling. Bowling. This is going to be my first year celebrating Sawin. There's a local group hosting a ritual in a nearby park. So I'm going to that for sure and have a candle picked out for the night itself. Oh, that's how cool. cute. I'm very excited to start this tradition. So that's neat. I'm excited to see that that's... And that'd be cool that there's a local yes, thing like that. That's very, very cool. Let us know how that goes because I, we've been wanting to, like, do little things like that. Yeah. And just dip our toes into it because, like, we're I don't think we're going to stray far from our roots of amateurism and semi-solitary practice. Yeah. Um, but we definitely would like to go out and try these things and like report back to you. It guys. would be very cool. So yeah, so that's Hell how yeah. that's how Corey celebrates uh, nice. their Samhain. Happy, happy Samhain. We have another comment from uh, Josephine Thomas, who joins us uh, from our coven over in Ireland. That's so cool. I know. <laughs> she says, here's a fun one. In Ireland and parts of Scotland, jack-o'-lanterns were originally carved from turnips or mangle wurzel beets. <laughs> they would have been placed in the window to ward off wandering spirits, but good God, they were terrifying. If you Google uh, Mayo Museum of Country Life turnip, it should be... 
one of the first results. I'm so going to do that in a minute. Pumpkin carving looks <laughs> miles less horrifying. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see these. I hope I'm very excited. I hope to they're Google disgusting. This. And then she says, for her personally, I usually follow the tradition of leaving a candle or fire safe substitute in the window on Sawan night to light the way for wandering spirits. That's something I forgot to even mention. Yeah, Thank I you like so that. Much. Yeah. Um, sometimes on its own, sometimes in a jack-o'-lantern, it's not so much to attract spirits, but sort of guide them on their way and let them know that this house is occupied, if you mm. catch my drift. <laughs> I love that. I've, I've, I believe I've seen the, uh, kind of helping them along their way, but I like the idea of saying, hey, look, we're full up. Yeah. You know, I'm going to bury this apple. Be like, I respect you. I respect you. Can, you you can kind of please pass by. Have and... some of this apple that yeah. I left for Be you. Be refreshed. Be refreshed. Move on refreshed, but move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, except at my house, I, you know, it's like, hey, if you want to hang out a little bit. <laughs> can I also just briefly bring up the, uh, the fact that I did this with an apple last year and this is the, the eternal that green apple never, yeah. that I buried and felt like such a witch and was so... Oh, so in touch with everything and then it just it my dog dug it up and it didn't fucking go away yeah, now you can wash it and get all those yeah. that it's gonna say i don't know what irradiated bullshit i got but <laughs> anyway mace we've got another five-star review oh i don't like how i said that read it to us Ackburn, Akeburn. Um, I'm sorry. I can't pronounce your name. They wrote, these witches are who I wish I had years ago when I was dipping my toes into this sometimes overwhelming world. They are so down to earth. They might be the roots of a tree and hilarious as well. Uh, insightful and compassionate. Well, oh, my goodness. My goodness. So much. Uh, I wait with anticipation every Wednesday to hang out with them on my commute or when I'm hanging around the house and have gone back to episodes when I just want to chill and feel like I'm with friends. Awesome work, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. That one's very sweet. So if you guys also wanted to maybe go and leave us a little iTunes review, hey, we wouldn't hate it. I would uh, not mind. We wouldn't hate it at all. I'd be happy about it. If you want to check us out on our socials, we have an Instagram at Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. We've got a Facebook over at Witch Amateur Hour. Our Twitter is Macy. Bitch Hour. Hell yes, it is. And if you wanted to meander to Patreon, um, that would be patreon.com slash wbahpodcast.com. And most importantly, if you wanted to send us a spooky story, you can throw that at our faces oh. at wbahpodcast at gmail.com. Do it, please. Which brings us to our next point. Oh, it's Sean Connery. Sean back. Connery's <laughs> back. He's alive. Our Halloween episode dropping on October 31st. Oh my God. Our first Halloween. Spooky sewed. Is actually on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. We have some exciting, exciting topics. We're not talking about them at all. Um, and I think maybe we're not even going to talk about them even over on Patreon because no. I would I want them to be a total, total surprise. Yeah. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to build it up like it's the coolest thing. And then we're going <laughs> to drop it and people are going to be like... Oh. So keep your expectations low. Well, that's the thing. It's not really earth shattering, but it's really fun to just not know what's coming. Exactly. You know? so, and, um, and I do want to say that these, this spooky episode, the Halloween, is going to be a little bit different in that we want to bring the tales you would tell at Halloween, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and bring a little bit of that spookiness to it. Yeah. I think this is actually going to be a very creepy episode. 
And I just want to say, maybe our top two listening cities out there might have a little might have a little treat coming their way. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot well, about that. Yeah. Teaser there. So mm-hmm. very cool. We're very excited about very it. Very much so. So. Uh, happy Samhain to all of you guys out there. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully y'all can at least pull from some of this. Oh yeah, uh, some some of these little goodies, some of these nuggets, and... nuggets, or at least it spurs you to go do some research and find what works for you. Either way, please take some pictures and drop us. Please what you're doing. tag us in your stuff oh and God. email it to us and send it to us. It was so fun when people did that for Lamas and oh, people yes. showed us their breads yes, yes, and yes. things. That was so fun. This is gonna be a longer one. This is gonna be a good one. I think the Sabbat ones need to be a little longer. Yeah, and then we're going to have a spooky sode that's going to be... Alright guys, get ready. Buckle the fuck up for this spooky sode. Happy Halloween, happy Samhain, and we'll catch you next time. They call me U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D.